This is 5G Talent Talk with Carrie Charles, CEO of Broadstaff Talent Solutions. Brought to you by RCR Wireless News and Telecom Careers. Connect at CarrieCharles.com. And now, here's Carrie Charles. Hello, I'm Carrie Charles, your host of 5G Talent Talk. And today we're talking about hiring retaining and reskilling older workers as a solution to the 5G talent shortage. I was reading a recent article in the Harvard Business Review that said that age bias has become a massive problem today in the workplace. In fact, 58% of Americans over 50 say that they face discrimination and 75% think their age is a disadvantage when looking for work. You know, just last week, I was approached by a highly experienced individual at a conference, and he said, Carrie, am, am I just too old to get a job? No one will give me a chance. You know, the interesting fact is that the fastest growing segment of the American workforce today is employees age 65 or older. And this is an even bigger challenge for the telecom industry. Companies simply don't have enough people to do the work to build the infrastructure to support 5G. And and this isn't just about tower techs. There's a shortage at all levels. So today we want to talk about this issue and how companies can expand their workforce by hiring, retaining, and reskilling older workers. And we have with us an expert in generational diversity. Very excited to have her on the show today, Miranda Allen. Miranda is a world-renowned speaker, published author, and motivational coach. She serves as the CEO of Radio Frequency Safety International, RSI. She is on the FCC's BDAC Job Skills Working Group. That's a mouthful. Very important role, though. It's a committee focused on job skills and training opportunities for the broadband infrastructure deployment workforce. Miranda is a nationally known subject matter expert on RF compliance, workforce development, and generational diversity and inclusion. Thank you, Miranda, for being with us today. Thank you for having me. It's a really exciting time in our industry, and it's a really exciting topic. So I'm glad to be here and dive into this. Great. So tell us a little bit about your role with the FCC Workforce Committee. It's a really interesting opportunity, and I was nominated by NATE, the National Association of Tower Erectors. I've uh, worked with them for over a decade on a variety of different uh, workplace issues and topics, and I serve on several of their committees. So I was nominated to serve on this committee, and our goal, as you said, is to develop recommendations to make it more widely available to improve job skills and training and development opportunities for broadband infrastructure and workforce development. And not a day goes by that we don't hear about the workforce shortage in our industry. It's probably the number one issue that we have right now. Um, We're trying to win that race to 5G, and if we don't have the workers to do the build-outs, we simply can't do that. So the goal of our committee is to really dive into the issues. It hasn't been studied. There's not a lot of data on what's actually occurring. We just know what industry is telling us. So I am actually the 
chair for a subcommittee whose stakeholders are the workers and the students. And we have spent months researching and discussing, talking with subject matter experts, and then, of course, working as a committee to discover what some of the core issues are with workforce and what we could do to formulate some recommendations. So we dove into this, and it's been a really interesting challenge People on that committee are very diverse from educational institutions to telecom professionals uh, and anywhere in between. There's trade groups. And together we have figured out a lot of things and we've learned a lot of different types of issues that are being faced. And we're coming up with solutions as well. So, Miranda, from what you're seeing out there, is age discrimination a problem? <laughs> Definitely. It is actually one of the top EEOC complaints. Um, groups like Google, IBM, Lockheed Martin, just to name a few, have settled lawsuits for it. And age discrimination is really a huge issue. Um, those over 40 are a protected class. The Age Discrimination in Employment Act was a law that prohibits discrimination of any kind. It was one of the laws passed in the 1960s, along with the Equal Pay Act and the Civil Rights Act. So it's definitely an issue. As you said, 58% of workers over age 50 report that they were pushed out of their jobs by employers before they were ready to retire. And that's a huge problem because in the next four or five years, 35% of our workforce will be 50 or older. And 8% of them, which is about 13 million workers, will be 65 or older. So age discrimination is definitely a problem. Uh, Two-thirds of workers are saying that those over 45 have had some type of age discrimination, and six out of 10 workers have seen or experienced that discrimination themselves, while 90% actually say it is very common in their workplace. So I think we definitely have an issue. I think uh, the settlements and the lawsuits, as well as the EEOC complaints, are certainly a problem. And quite frankly, we're really hurting ourselves by not engaging with this greatly experienced workforce. So what's causing this problem? You know, there's a lot of things that are happening. And one of the things I think is the unconscious bias. Um, A lot of times there is a bias there that the hiring manager or the companies don't even realize that they're doing to themselves. So they're, for example, advertising in places that are typically focused at millennials, which is phenomenal. I mean, the millennial workforce is going to be 75% of the labor pool within the next 10 years. So it's great, but we're limiting ourselves to having that pipeline and we're we're not having the experience that we could have within that industry. I think there's a lot of negative uh, stereotypes. They're things like they're not technologically savvy or they get sick more often or they're stubborn or they're less productive. And we've all heard the million different things that have been said, but there is just that overall bias. And um, it's kind of interesting because a lot of times we think, well, they want more money or we can't afford to keep them. And really that's not true. As long as that 
overall profile and the job description and the salary range is there, if older people are applying for those positions, they want them for some reason or another. And by excluding them, we're really limiting the opportunity to expand that workforce. And we have to be able to fill those positions because every single person I talk to has open positions at all different levels. You're listening to 5G Talent Talk. I'm Carrie Charles and chatting here with Miranda Allen about older workers as a solution to the 5G talent shortage. So, Miranda, I am one of those older workers over 50. And, you know, I at this time in my life, I have more energy, more knowledge, more experience, drive than ever before. And not only that, more time because I'm mm-hmm. an empty nester. So right. I see all kinds of benefits to hiring people like me over 50. Um, what benefits do you see or do you hear out there of hiring um, mature workers? Well, you know, age is positively uh, correlated to employee engagement. So workers over the age of 50 actually have the highest level of engagement in their workforce, which we know employee engagement increases employee productivity and increases our bottom line. Another thing is that uh, on every single dimension of job performance, research has shown that older workers perform better than younger workers because they're more conscious. They have less absentees, which, like you said, as empty nesters, we don't have to take care of those little kids anymore. And they actually have better social skills. So it's really important that we look at all the generations and that we're open to hiring uh the broad spectrum so that we have that pipeline and we have that knowledge. You know, our projects are becoming more complicated, larger in scale. They're more logistic and they're just overall more difficult. You had a speaker on here a couple of weeks ago that talked about that. And these older workers per se have that knowledge. They have the skills. They've been in the workforce and they have that real hands-on experience to be able to manage that scope and the risk and also the health and safety aspects that are needed for these really complex projects that we're deploying, especially in the broadband spectrum. Also, they spend more time in years on the job. So millennials, about 58% of them, will spend just three years at one position before moving on to another, where older workers will spend more time. And that's something that's really important because that turnover rate really cuts into our bottom line. That retraining takes time away from getting our projects deployed. So there's a huge amount of positives hiring older workers. And unfortunately, you guys are getting a bad rap. And uh, okay, Boomer, have we heard that? That's, that's going around where millennials are saying, okay, Boomer. And that is a form of discrimination. And happening in the workplace, that's a problem. Yes, I, I can see that. Um, what solutions do you see you know, to this issue? How can we transform this perspective and this mindset and, you know, and really make a difference here? I think the first thing we need to look at is educating the workforce about the benefits of diversity in general, not just age diversity. We're really focused on uh, gender diversity and racial diversity. Well, 
age diversity is just as critical. So we need to be including that in our diversity and inclusion programs. Um, There was some studies done that show only 8% of companies include age in their diversity program. So that is one of the first things that we need to do. We need to have openness and communication when we're talking about what type of workers we're looking for. And we need to be aware of that unconscious bias. If we bring it out into the open and we begin talking about these things, that's really going to be critical to eliminating any type of discrimination from senior leadership to the recruiters that are bringing in new candidates and applicants. You are listening to 5G Talent Talk with Carrie Charles, and I'm speaking with Miranda Allen about older workers as a solution to our 5G talent shortage. Miranda, I'm just curious, do you have any advice to mature workers who are looking for new opportunities or they're facing these biases or, you know, have these kind of these insecurities about what their future looks like? I definitely do. And, you know, there's a variety of things that applicants can do. First thing is keep up that network, right? Um, Make sure that you are keeping in contact with people. Make sure that you have your social media accounts up to date, that you're using social media, that you have that connection. Also, keep learning. Always keep your skills up to date. Some of the other things that can be done, especially if you're applying for positions, is actually remove any age indicators from your resume, such as the year you graduated from college, Only put the last 10 to 15 years of experience, because if you start saying, I have 30 years of experience, and someone that's 23 is the initial recruiter, they're going to think that you're their grandma or grandpa, right? And there's just that initial bias. So research shows, go ahead and remove that information and make sure you target your resume. It's got to be customized and they've got to have those key words. I'll tell you, I did my own little experiment and I wanted to see how the systems worked that were applicant tracking, where the software actually reviews your application and decides if you make it to the next level or not. And I found out personally, I started applying for positions probably about eight to ten months ago to see if I could make it through doing my own little research. And I didn't target the exact keywords, and I'll tell you, I didn't make it through the initial level. I never got a call back, and I never got an interview. So there's a few issues right there, right? Um, as applicants, we need to target. But secondly, think about how many employees, regardless of their age, are not getting through that first-level recruitment. And so I think we really need to reconsider uh, how we do that applicant tracking. And if we're not filling our positions, are there a bunch of applications that just aren't making it through? So we really need to look at those statistics. Um, Some other things that I see that employers can actually do that senior leadership can encourage is to be open to that diversity. As we talked about, focus on diversity as a whole and talk about how that increases morale and revenue. We can do reverse mentoring. There's a lot of job training opportunities that we can do as well. I think another thing is that recruiters and Interviewers need to avoid um, ageist assumptions and perceptions. So we've got to be able to talk about 
what is happening and really be able to have that conversation and comfortably have it. So, you know, it's just bad business to not hire 25% of the workforce. I mean, we already have a shortage. We already have more open positions than applicants. So when we limit ourselves with these preconceptions, we're hurting our company and our industry as a whole because we're not able to fill the positions that we need, which make us competitive and win that race to 5G. What a powerful experiment, Miranda. Um, this issue is, is could get even worse with bots and artificial intelligence pre-screening the candidates. So it's something that employers and HR departments and recruiters have to pay attention to because they could have some incredible talent that's slipping through their fingers. Miranda, any final thoughts before we close? This has just been phenomenal information, and, and I'm sure you have you could talk for hours about the subject. <laughs> exactly. I'm very passionate about it. You know, I think uh, some of the final thoughts are that employees of a, of a variety of age need to be incorporated in businesses. It's just good business because when we have those ages and those experiences, we have a pipeline and we continue to grow our organizations. You know, boomers are becoming better educated than most generations. They're, as you said, healthier. They, uh, the 65-year-old today actually has the same risk of dying or having serious illness as those in their mid-50s did just a generation ago. So I think we're starting to see that there's a lot of uh, opportunities and we're missing a lot of different ages, but we've got to do better. And, you know, experience and workplace wisdom can't be replaced. It doesn't matter if we have robots or artificial intelligence. There's just certain things that cannot be replaced. And so we need to work harder. We need to do better as an industry because we have this huge shortage and we can lead the way. We can really say, hey, we're going to include everyone. And these are why we're doing this. And Bottom line, it really does increase our revenue, and that's good for everyone, right? It's good for society, it's good for the workers, it's good for the companies, and it's good for us to win that race to 5G. Miranda, where can our listeners reach you? Well, we have a website. It's rsileadership.com, and actually there is some free downloads, and one of them is on generational diversity and inclusion. I have another on uh, company culture. So I started researching this issue and becoming passionate about 10 years ago out of a necessity for my own organization. I saw a lot of intergenerational conflict, and I wanted to see how to manage that. And so there's a lot of information on my website. Of course, you can find me on the typical places like LinkedIn. I have RSI leadership there. I also have a group called Generational Inclusion, working together, boomers, millennials, Gen X, and Z. And then, of course, I'm on Twitter as well. Great. So, Miranda Allen, thank you for joining us today for this enlightening conversation. And thank you for listening to this episode of 5G Talent Talk, brought to you by RCR Wireless News, Telecom Careers, and Broadstaff Talent Solutions. We'd love to hear your feedback. Connect with me at carriecharles.com. Meet you on the next episode. You've been listening to 5G Talent Talk with Carrie Charles, CEO of Broadstaff Talent Solutions. 
brought to you by RCR Wireless News and Telecom Careers. Connect with Carrie at CarrieCharles.com. <laughs>